And so what do you do when people don't know? You create something so they can, instead of downing them and putting them down or judging them, you help them. And that's exactly what Urban Financial Advisors is here to do, to educate and bring knowledge to our community so that we can build generational wealth. So yes, we are doing it for the culture. Welcome to the Innovative Minds Media Podcast. My name is Matia Johnson, your host, CEO, and founder. From digital marketing to managing content, right down to creating that perfect business plan. Listen, sometimes becoming an entrepreneur can be just a little too much to juggle with everyday life. That's why Innovative Minds Media is Washington, D.C.'s premier strategic communications and branding magazine specializing in marketing and small business tools for creatives. We provide problem solving, coaching, and support to all creatives, understanding that the plunge towards entrepreneurship doesn't just happen overnight. So kick back and tune in. We've got the latest on building your dreams into realities. Hey, hey, CEOs. Thanks for tuning into another episode of the IMM Podcast. Tonight, our special guest is Tamika Moreau. Born and raised in Washington, D.C., she is a mom, an entrepreneur, loving daughter, and friend to many. Tamika is now the CEO of Both Every Woman Is Me, a nonprofit with the mission to uplift women, and Urban Financial Advisors, LLC, where she is putting in the work to educate the culture about wealth and building generational wealth. She found her love of numbers as the bulk of her career was spent working for the General Services Administration, GSA in DC, where she spent time developing skills and certifications in acquisitions, budget, and finance. She is motivated by assisting others and contributing to their success. Imagine, inspire, and invent are the words she lives by to maintain productivity and a positive attitude. While on the journey to becoming a multi-millionaire, Millionaire Mika prides herself on sharing the knowledge and hopes to create wealthier generations who are not afraid to uplift others. She quotes, knowledge is the best kept secret. There's enough money for us to all get a cut. Stay woke, but never broke. Hey, Tamika, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, Matia, thank you for having me tonight. Yes, I'm so glad that you were able to hop on. And it's funny because I think the last time I actually saw you was at the EWIM uh, event, which was what? Was that a whole year ago? Yeah, it's been a year and a month ago. I was actually looking at highlights and memories from the event um, just a couple weeks ago and just seeing how much of a good time we all had in there. It was really, really nice. A nice event that um, we all did. Yeah, that was amazing. And for those who are listening, EWIM, E-W-I-M stands for Every Woman Is Me, which I completely love. <laughs> yes, yes. Because if and we... that was the second event. That was that was actually the second one. So it was the second annual one, right? Yeah, that was the second annual. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So that means we would have had one this year, but because of COVID-19... Yeah, and I we actually um, had started to put on a tour for this year because we had got so many requests from people who watched the live recording and um, they wanted us to, to come to their city. So I had gotten in contact with a few people who were like, hey, can you come to Atlanta? Hey, can you come to Richmond? And so wow. we were, we're in the works, but little did we know we were going to be hit with this pandemic and just, um, you know, everything just put on pause for now. Yeah, I yeah. think that's and to do a tour yeah because then you can just touch on all these different cities and you know people women we need to be motivated we need to be around our collective creative circles so I definitely think that um that event would have been great as a tour yes I do too and that's that's the reason why you know I chose every woman is me for the name of the, the organization because if we just look at each other as each other you know we'll get along better we'll support each other more you know I'm you you're me you're a woman you know we go through the same things and as we saw at that event a lot of the things that the other women went through a lot of the other women experienced as well 
Right, right. So tell us, before we jump into everything about you tonight, uh, tell us one thing about you that we cannot internet. That I am an introvert. <laughs> no, I, you know what? <laughs> you will not tell lies on this podcast tonight. You would never know because I I do love people. And as much as I love people, I don't like being around people a lot, you know? Um, I don't know if it's because I'm I'm a thinker. I think so much, and especially with my businesses, I'm always thinking about the next move. So it, it requires a long time, you know? So no mm-hmm. one would ever have imagined that coming out of my mouth. But yes, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I know, that's actually for Luke. Wow. <laughs> Wow, look at that. Look at look at how God does things. You know what I mean? Because I would have never guessed that. So it's funny because that just goes to show you that although you're an introvert, your creativity and your talent in which he gave you, he's provided a way for you to be able to showcase that, you know, to to the world and what you do through your brand. I would have never guessed that. Absolutely. That's- and um, I tell people this a lot. I think the alone time is God manifesting through me the things that mm-hmm. he wants me to give to the people. So, you know, I don't get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people who just, you know, I, I don't want to have fun. I don't want to stay, um, go out or, you know, but I need that time in order to regroup, in order to bring those those dreams and those, you know, those little talks that I have with God to fruition, you know, that those moments that I need alone, that's how we build girl talk. That's how we build the money course. Yeah. Which is amazing. Okay. So yeah, let's start talking about urban financial advisors and, um, this is a new business, right? And it's roughly, You've been doing it for the past year or so? So, Urban Financial is my new baby. Yes. So, I've been, (laughs) Urban Financial officially has been in business for about a year and a half. Okay. And um, it started off because I've been a tax preparer for the past eight years. I also have um, financial um, background. I worked for federal government over the past 18 years. And that's been my background. My study um, in college is, is finance and accounting and everything. So, you know, I I took all of that and put it together and formed Urban Financial. Um, I went and did the work, you know, the legwork, certifications and everything that I needed to do to expand, you know, being a financial person. Um, I knew that one day I wanted to be a full-blown entrepreneur. I didn't want to work for anybody anymore. And there was something that I needed to do to add to the tax preparation business, you know, because that's a seasonal job, even though, you know, you get work throughout the year, but it's nothing that you can live off of. So through the tax preparation and my experience and my experience and my, um, my education, I I did this. And um, when I say for the last year and a half, I've had so much of an outpour of support from the community, from the people, from people who know me online. They trust me. And I'm so grateful. So that's how Urban Financial Advisors came about. Wow. That's great. That's great. Um, People really need that. Now, you know, I feel like, and I don't know if there is um, a, a stigma or anything, but I know that it's often been said that, um, you know, like we, our culture, <laughs> we don't save, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, we don't save or, you know, we don't know anything about credit until it's too late or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What would you have to say to that? Because that's often, it's a myth, obviously, but um, um- even the culture we we say that you know we do and it's funny that you're speaking of the culture because that's our motto our motto is doing it for the culture <laughs> specifically for us by us and to bring knowledge to the communities for those who don't i wouldn't necessarily call it 100% a myth because there are people who you know just don't have it together and it's not to mm-hmm. blame for to them you know they just don't know 
And so what do you do when people don't know? You create something so they can, instead of downing them and putting them down or judging them, you help them. And that's exactly what Urban Financial Advisors is here to do, to educate and bring knowledge to our community so that we can build generational wealth. So yes, we are doing it for the culture. Yes, and I love that motto too, because I think, um, you know, even when I was young and in my 20s, I didn't really pay attention to, you know, credit or I didn't pay attention to savings or anything like that or are, you know, I, I had a jewelry credit card that I ran up and another credit card that I ran up that um, at such an early age, you, you're 30, you know, and you look back and you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have did that. Right, right. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> How am I 30 and have no savings? Uh, it, it's possible. It is really possible. I, I there's savings and then there's emergency savings. So, you know, these things I, I was not aware of when I was in my 20s. Now that I'm in my mid-30s, it's very much important. Credit is important. Savings is important. Building generational wealth is important. And so, um, you know, it's, it's just like what you're doing with Urban Financial Advisors is so necessary, you know, so necessary because people need to be knowledgeable. I, I didn't know when I first started that it was going to be such a, a need. You know, it was just an idea. I said, let me just put it out there. And what happened is when you're marketing on social media, people want someone that they can trust. And because I've actually built my brand in front of people, you know, I, I have many different business ventures that I had, um, I've done. But when they saw that I was doing credit repair and, you know, the financial advisory, they were like, oh, we need this. So, you know, the amount of requests, the word of mouth referrals, I'm ever so grateful because people are actually realizing that they need to get their finances together. They need their credit together. And um, I said this on another interview I had um, a few weeks ago that, you know, we're here in the DMV, in the DC area where gentrification took place and have put a lot of people out of homes, you know, out of neighborhoods that they have grew up in, out of neighborhoods, the only neighborhood that they know. And if we had more knowledge about how to take back our communities or how to purchase, you know, a lot of that may not have went down. So this is the era of our people waking up, getting their finances together so these things can no longer happen. And Urban Financial Advisors, we will be a major part of that. Mm, you heard it here first. <laughs> I so agree with that. So what do you think a great budget looks like? Wow. A great budget for me is, and I say this because I have a 19, almost 20 year old daughter. And I tell her this all the time. This is how you do your budget. Your needs first, your savings second, and your wants last. We all want things, but we don't necessarily need them. You'd be the judge of what you want and what you need. And you definitely need a savings. Everyone needs a savings. The way the economy is right now, the way things are right now, you need a savings and you need at least a couple of thousand saved up. I would always say to have your, your, your salary saved up, but let's be realistic here. People are barely saving. So let's have at least $10,000 in the savings account. Can we at least make that a target? So mm -hmm. to answer your questions, your needs, your savings, and your wants. That's the budget right there in a nutshell. I like, I like that needs, savings, wants. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, you get paid every two mm -hmm. weeks or... You know, sometimes people get paid, um, you know, once a month. I actually have a friend who actually gets paid once a month. And when she told me that, I was like, wow, that's so unheard of. <laughs> but it's really not. Um, we get paid. And then we're like, bills first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We go down our laundry list of bills. There's the rent, our mortgage. There's um, groceries because that is a bill. <laughs> it is. 
the utilities, there's a car note, uh, daycare, uh, you know, whatever else. And we forget to pay ourselves. And what I mean when I say pay ourselves is meaning, like you said, save, set aside some money because in the long run, you are paying yourself. You're setting yourself up for the long run, but you're not Mm -hmm. if you're saving, if all you're doing is paying all your bills and then you skip. Like, like you said, number two, which is savings, and you go straight to your ones. You're like, oh, I paid all my bills. All right, now I'm about to go to four dinners in one week. Exactly. And and, and that's, that's $200 <laughs> or more. You or know, more. and that's where you have to draw the line with yourself, like discipline. This is discipline. Because when we are in the, in the economy that we're living in right now, you don't know how things are going to go. So many people have lost their jobs due to this pandemic. People have lost their homes. Things are, are happening. We don't know how this is going to pan out within the next few months. You know, so a savings account is a necessity. It's it's not something that you should play with. No one should be able, should lose their job and not have anything, you know, and that is the sad case here in America that the saying is you're one paycheck away from homelessness. And if that being true, mm. how do we stop it? And it, it's all with savings and the knowledge of our finances. The one thing that I would, you know, tell people is to make sure that you're writing down what's coming in and what's coming out of your bank account. Don't just use your bank statement as your focal point for your finances because a lot of people well as long as i have my my bank statement i know what's going on no you actually need to write down have those bills in front of you some people don't like to look at mail and throw them away look at those bills look at how much interest you're being charged look at how much the light company is charging you extra this month than they did last month pay attention because sometimes you can find loopholes where you're being charged too much or you can find out okay well why is this here pay attention to all of those bills write them down record your budget every month so that you can see where your money is being spent the most that is very very important yes it is to be able to look you know um because honestly, I, I like I have uh, Bank of America and I used to have Wells Fargo and it tells you in the run of a month actually what you spend on the most. And one time I looked and this was a couple of years ago and I said, wow, I sure do spend a lot of money on food. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot. Door dashing it up. <laughs> <laughs> and we can all, we can we all vouch for that. For it's that. Like, it's like 2020. I was door dashing it up, mm-hmm. you know? We can vouch for that. So with that being said, when it comes to savings, a lot of people don't say because sometimes they look at their disposable income after everything was paid for and they're like, I don't have any money to save. What would you suggest is a decent amount to set aside every paycheck? Something to start with, because this is the thing. If you're, if you're bringing in money every two weeks, once a month, however you get your money, you have something to save. You can't say that you're spending everything to, you know, the last dime. You have something to save. Those wants have to go on the back burner. You know, I tell everybody, if you can at least do $50 every paycheck, that's $1,200 in a year that you'll have. And if you can do the $50, Mm -hmm. then the next year you can do $100 every paycheck start small $50 isn't much you do that just cause you you fit you spend $50 just hey going out just going to a friend's house happy Happy hour those things are wants not necessities your savings account is a necessity if you can save $50 per paycheck and put that up and you can accomplish that and see that 1200 bucks sitting in your account and you haven't touched it and and put it into a money market savings account. I, I always tell everybody to use a money market savings account because it, it gets interest. You have some uh, money market. I know Capital One, I've been using them for a couple of years. Um, now I've switched over to one United Bank. Um, black, uh, It's a black owned bank. And um, I think theirs is up to like 10%. So anything that you can get extra uh, while saving, 
it's good too, you know? So if you're gaining interest on your savings, hey, that's helping you as well. Whether it be $50 and you'll have $12.50 at the end of the year or $100 and you have $13, do something. So I would suggest $50. Yes. And actually, that's a very attainable goal. No, um, because at the end of the day, if we can't set aside at least 50 every time we get paid, whether if it's monthly or whether if it's by um, every, you know, every two weeks, if we can't set aside that, then we need to start reevaluating mm-hmm. what we're doing socially. Absolutely. Because every time you go to Fridays or every time you go there, you know, I don't know, Taco Tuesdays, whatever whatever it is, and kick those shots back and kick back a bucket of wings or you know, nachos and the crab dip. That comes out to be at least 50, you know, um, because we all take it away when it comes Absolutely. to happy hour. If <laughs> we're doing that so frequently, and if, you know, something like 2020 hits where you know, we have this global pandemic and a lot of people were out of jobs and a lot of businesses did have yeah. to turn over. And if, if, if suddenly we're out and then we have no savings, but we're making like some, you know, like 130K a year. There's an issue somewhere. Like why, why, why are there no savings? Honey. You know, why, why nothing? Um, to support yourself because you never know you're out of work your job has to let you go you need at least three months of rent and and you should be able to go in in your bank and say you know what I got at least (laughs) (laughs) I got at least six thousand dollars set aside for for some expenses um so we definitely uh I don't I can't stress enough we definitely need to make sure that we're and, and so can you give us that three step again? It was uh, needs, needs, savings and wants. Mm-hmm. And let me say something about these wants. It's discipline and it's how much control you have over your life. It shows how much discipline and sacrifice you're willing to do for yourself. That comes up. That's a part of self-love that I am making sure that my future is secure. No one should have that much power over you that they can take your job, your income away from you, and you're left with nothing. We have to be smart about that, you know, and it's, it's a shame that people do it every day. But at some point in your life, you have to say, I have to do better and I want to make sure that I'm never in this predicament again. And what is it that I need to do? It's sacrifice, honey. It's sacrifice. Those wants, those shoes, baby. If you got more than five pairs of shoes in your closet, you're winning. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and that's just me <laughs> being funny. But if you have 200 pairs of shoes, why are you buying more shoes? You know, that addiction needs to go on the back burner and you need to save money because if you can afford 200 pairs of shoes, then you should be able to have $10,000 in your bank account at the end of the year. And that's just what it is. Okay. Yeah. I seen the funniest um, uh, meme once (laughs) and it it actually related to what we're talking about right now. Um, The guy was talking to the girl and he said, "Um, you got that $5,000 purse. And ain't nothing in it. Mm. Mm. Say that again. I was always told, and I don't know if it was my aunt or if it was just somebody that was around, that the value of your purse, you should at least have that in it. So if you're carrying a $500 purse, then you should at least have $500 in your bank account. That, that speaks volume mm-hmm. and it's, it's true. And now we're in the era where, you know, social media has magnified Birkin bags and, yep. and now all the ladies are going crazy Able. over Birkin bags, these $50,000 purses or $17,000 purses. If you can afford a $17,000 purse, let me see what your savings look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it shouldn't be always about, see, we live in a world, like a mm-hmm. microwavable world, you know, 
things quick. We also live in a very um, superficial world where, you know, somebody's scrolling on Instagram and they're like, you know, look at this celebrity or look at that celebrity or look at this Instagram. And they got, they're a size two and, and, and they got, they're wearing like 10 labels, you know what I mean, on them. And they're like, I want to be like that. And you know, I'm the mom of teenagers and this is the thing I am instilling in them. Why make the rich richer and the poor poor? Speaking of the rich people, you're paying for all of these designer labels and you're the poor man and you're keeping yourself poor. How much sense does that make? And I, every chance I get, you know, and my son, he's like, well, mom, we're not supposed to have nice things. No, it's not the fact that you shouldn't have nice things. You should be able to afford them. I think I saw a quote where Jay-Z said, if you can't buy it twice, then maybe you shouldn't have it. Mm. And I live by that. If I can't buy this twice, then maybe I shouldn't have it. Wow. That's a it good is. wake up call too. It is. And you know, <laughs> yeah. Louis Vuitton and Louboutin and Versace, they are wealthy for the rest of their lives, the kids' lives, and the grandchildren's lives. You're going out here and you're spending all of your money on them. And, you know, that's where majority of your money is going. But you're struggling and you have to borrow money from people. Priorities are all screwed up. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, what does it say? John Legend said it in one of his old songs, like Robin That's right. Peter to pay Paul. That's a good old school saying right there. My grandma used to say that. As, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is. So if we want to break that right. cycle, then we have to have more discipline and we have to do it. Just do it. It's nothing to it but to do it. Yeah. So speaking of kids, you're a mommy. So how do you manage motherhood and running two businesses? Wow. So let's say it's been pretty different the past year because of the pandemic. Before it was um, where I had time to myself in an office because, you know, of my full-time job. So it was like, okay, I have a time away. The kids were away in school. We all meet back up, you know, dinner time, have dinner together. And then we repeat the same thing over and over again. And that was a lot of added stress. So now with the pandemic, it's so much easier because it's like, we're all home. I see what they're doing. You know, I'm saving more money. Why? Because I'm not paying for childcare. <laughs> you know, I'm not paying for parking, the expensive downtown parking, you know, I, so it's like amazing thus far. The stress level of having everybody in the house and and everything because we just need a little break from each other. But it's been pretty, pretty cool since I've been able to work from home. And, and with that, I've been able to create balance because I think the kids are old enough now where they, they want to be in their own space. They don't want to be up under me, you know. So managing my schedule before was the hard part because I was away from them. You know, we were all in different places. And it was a little stressful because I, I always felt guilty that I didn't spend enough time with them. And now you got to be careful what you ask for because now I'm spending a lot of time with them. <laughs> right. Now you can't yep. get away. Yep. You know? But um, time management is definitely key when it comes to um, being a businesswoman and being a mom. You have to manage just like you're managing your money and those necessities and those wants. And time management with your children is the same way. Yeah. And then also, especially with you being a mom and running two businesses, it's it's the principles, right, that you have to keep in play and also the boundaries. Like, uh, you know, working around mm -hmm. the clock can easily lead to burnout and easily lead to just, like, a lot of mental drain. So how do you balance that work life aspect Before, of it all. Um, there was a time where I didn't 
and I would burn myself out to the point where I would get sick. And I, I noticed a pattern because I got sick this year around tax season again. And I said, why does it seem like every year around this time, you know, I'm getting sick. So your body will end up telling you, hey, you need to slow down. You need to sit down because if you don't do it, your body will do it for you. And that's prioritize, uh, prioritizing self-care. And so now you ain't got to tell me twice. I'm taking my self-care. So if I feel exhausted, if I feel overwhelmed, I take some time to myself, whether it be an hour or a day. I'm going to take that. And it's definitely necessary for your health, because if you're not here, how are you going to run your businesses? That is you know? true. That is true. That's very important. I mean, we as women, you know, we, we wear a lot of hats. You know, we're mothers, we're, we're taking care of husbands, fiancés, boyfriends. Then we got the kids. Then we got our nine to five jobs, you know. Um, there's a common myth or I guess misconception that that being an entrepreneur is like the new gateway out of nine to five uh life and that you can just quit automatically but i think it's not always said that that takes a lot of hard it, work it does matia it does matia and yeah. i'm not gonna lie to you sometimes i'm amazed at myself sometimes i just look at my schedule i look at all of the things that i have going on and i'm like girl how are you doing it but you know we're black women we were made strong you know I remember um delivering my son he was 10 pounds five ounces okay and the doctor turned around and said girl you built four tough and I took that with me you know (laughs) I took that with me I always say the doctor told me I was built four tough and you know what I can go through that means I can go through anything and still land on my feet and and that's exactly what I do you know We're, we're strong people it's in our DNA First of all, can we go back and get into the pounds that he thing? I've never been the same. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you are, you are four ten pounds, five ounces, and today he's sixteen years old, and he's about five eleven and still growing. So yeah, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, and he's one of the most sweetest, um, respectful young men you'll ever meet. Oh, and I, yeah. I met each one of your kids, and they're you. amazing and you. beautiful, and and well mannered. Um, you had them. I remember your event, uh, the Girl Talk event, twenty nineteen. You gave them their marching orders, and they were, <laughs> and they delivered every they single did. one. And you know what, my kids. Oh my God, I thank God for them. You know, um, my oldest son, he has me saved in his phone as Sergeant. <laughs> You know, and I asked him, I said, you know, I'm, I'm not sure I like that name. And he said, you know what, mom, it's not anything bad. It's that, you know, you run the show and we listen. And I said, well, that's all that matters, <laughs> you know, and, and they are such supporters of their mom. And I, and I tell you this with anything that I decide that I want to do they're like, mom, as long as you're happy, we support you. And when I say, even during tax season, I got them helping me putting paperwork together, folders and everything. When I say they are the most supportive children ever, I have a great, a great group of kids. And that's great. And you got to start them young, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. I'm character. building up entrepreneurs and, and financially responsible children. They have debit cards of their own where they have a budget they have to save. And I get to see what's going on in all of their accounts. Yes. Yes. And that's how you build generational wealth right there. You instill those type of principles and practices Absolutely. at an early Absolutely. age. I wish, you know? you know, there was um, some knowledge of that when I was growing up because, you know, experience is the best teacher. And I had to learn from making mistakes. And that's how I got here. And of course, with all of my education and my experience, you know, in finance, I had to put apply that to my life. And especially being a single mom of five children, I'm single as, you know, you know, I don't have a husband as of yet, but I've raised my kids in a single parent household. Their dad has always, you know, financially helped, but 
as a single mom, I had to get down to, hey, how can I save? How can I make sure that my kids have food every single day? How do I make sure that I'm okay in case of an emergency? Because things happen. I have two boys, bones get broken, you know, (laughs) your car breaks down. You know, you have to make sure that you have all of your I's dotted and all of your T's crossed. You cannot play any games, especially when you're a mom. Yep. You definitely can't. Because it the ball never rolling. stops, right? Keeps on rolling. Keeps on. So really, family are your biggest cheerleaders right now. So how important is it to you to have authentic people Ooh, that's in a your good circle? Question. Um, the last three years of my life, I say that I've been going through the process of elimination. Um, as I stated before, um, in the interview that I'm an introvert. So my peace is very important to me. And um, I realized that at a time where I didn't have much peace, that it was the people around me that may have brought on, I'm not, I hate to use the word drama because it wasn't drama. It, It just wasn't peaceful. And so I've been going through the process of eliminating people who don't add to my happiness and um that meaning family members friends or whoever even work you know you have to Mm -hmm. be the best version of yourself every day in order to do the things that I'm doing and if I'm not giving myself the best version of me then I can't give the best version of myself to my children nor my business so it's very very important to have people around you that's cheering you on that's being supportive and that not necessarily see your vision but they believe in you and so they believe in the vision right yeah exactly right even if they don't understand it or they absolutely. just respect it absolutely. and believe in it. Absolutely. And when you have someone who jeopardizes that or who doesn't respect the fact that, hey, this woman has mouths to feed, so I can't jeopardize her peace and cause her to be off balance. You know, all of my friends, the the, the true ones that I have and my the family that actually supports me, you know, they check on me on a daily basis because they know I'm not going to be the one to make the phone call. And I, I promised myself I was going to do better than that. You know, I don't pick up the phone as much as I should to check on people. But what I've noticed within the last year or so that I have the good ones who call and say, hey, just haven't heard from you in a while. Just wanted to make sure you're OK. Do you need anything? And that goes a long ways. It goes a very long ways. Just knowing that if you were in need, that you have someone or people who are willing to help you. I couldn't agree more. It's very important to have that positive circle, that uplifting circle around you. I went to a networking event about a year and a half ago, and the girl who put it on, um, you know, she did everything from A to Z, from soup to nuts, everything. And she uh, had an interesting story to tell. She said, you know, I've been planning this event for months and I put it on Instagram. And my one of my best friends just asked me yesterday, what are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow being the day we were already in, the day of her event. And everyone was, I mean, like, it was deafening silence in the room. And everyone was Mm -hmm. just like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, and and that was a hard pill to swallow for her because you're not always going to have supportive people in your circle. And it could be someone who's super close to you, Mm -hmm. someone you've known for about 20 years. I've been in those instances. um, Not everyone wants to see you do well. Not everyone cares about you doing well. And sometimes we hold on to time and not look into the future hard enough. And that right there just spoke to how much you're paying attention to someone you call your friend, that you don't even know that she's planning one of the most important events of her life. And you're asking her, what are you doing tomorrow? That means you're not paying attention. 
you know? And and that and that actually just right. hurt my feelings, by the way. <laughs> so I can imagine how you guys felt because you know, I actually did have a friend like that. And she was one of the ones that I had to to let go of. I had to back down, you know, with because I realized that you know, you can't continue to make someone else a priority when you're just an option or not even an option in their life. They just don't care. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I I completely agree with that. I mean, if you're launching a business and if you like, like how she was planning an event and if you got someone in your circle who you, you've known and have cried with, and have been through the ringer with, you know, for years. And if they don't know that A, you're launching something, or B, you're planning this event, or C, if they haven't even paid attention to, you know, just the conversations that you've had, expressing maybe some fears or concerns about opening a new business, then sometimes you have to evaluate what's going on and say you know what not only is this not Mm -hmm. building into my life but I it's it's almost one-sided and my whole thing is this I had um a client that I was going to meet with I was very nervous because this is a person of you know a great stature like there's somebody and I was very very nervous about it And so on the day of, you know, the meeting wasn't until later on in the evening, but my real friends, I got messages like, Hey honey, I know you're going to go in there. You're going to knock it out. You got this, you know, my other half, he sends me, you know, supportive messages and those who care about you, they will not forget things important to you. And neither should you, you, you know, you should be instilling the same thing into your friends, you know, so you shouldn't be forgetting anything that's important to them too. So it works both ways. You're to add any type of relationship. It should be both sided and it's, you're both adding something to each other's life. So, yeah. Two way street, you said it. Two way street, you know. Not a dead end. And I think it's called a dead end for a reason, just mm-hmm. for, you know, situations like that. Um, I think in the year 2020, people have realized a lot. I mean, first of all, we have this global pandemic and we've had, um, you know, social unrest like we like we've been having, you know, but this year was probably happened with, um, you know, Breonna Taylor and um, George Floyd and then we've had you know this election so this year has been a great year of change I think that um, we as a society are sometimes uh, we reject change and so sometimes going back to those relationships that are kind of bringing us down like that we have a tendency to kind of hold on to it um even though mm-hmm. that it's uh, it's been dead for years, no life, mm-hmm. you know, flatline, nothing. <laughs> and um, I think sometimes we, as a people, have a tendency to just uh, mm, be fearful of true. the unfamiliar. And so, mm-hmm. and so we have to remember, as entrepreneurs, first of all, we've been through the. Like I said, 2020 was a super hard year, and I'm uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people's uh, personal businesses and suffered. Um, we have to remember while we're navigating these challenges to take the time it takes to step away mm-hmm. from the front focus and see what's going on on the back end. Like, is this relationship fruitful to me? Uh, Am I going about this, I guess, business plan the right way? Sometimes we have to step back and reevaluate things, you know, so we're able to maintain a healthy mental. And if 2020 has not shown you anything, it should have shown you that tomorrow is not promised and you don't have time to play. You don't have time. No time at all. (laughs) Go after your dreams. Do everything that you intended to do. 
because if it hasn't shown us, I don't know if it's me, but it seemed like we've lost so many people, not only just the COVID, but just people just dying, you know, and I, I, I think I had put my, um, my foot forward in all of my businesses a little bit more since then I said, because I will not leave this earth and not doing everything that I wanted to do, or at least trying my best. Right. And that's Absolutely. all about living versus existing, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely agree. I think that although 2020 was a hard year, yes. I feel like it made a lot of us resilient. It's um, we have learned to buckle down and, and, and not play, like you said, not play around when it comes to your life, not play around when it comes to your health, mental and physical. Absolutely. And, and, just and that's the key right grateful. there, being grateful as we go into this new year with, you know, a new president, new um, vice president, our Shiro, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Congrats, so Kamala. You know, um, that we have to put our best foot forward at all times, you know, and to make sure that we create memories of um, goodness, um, memories that carry on forever. And um, I'm, I'm yes. emotional about 2020 because it was, it's the year of up and down in as far as emotions. But what I'm most grateful for, like I was saying, the key word is grateful is that out of people who have lost so much, you know, the most high has afforded me to stay on top, you know? So if you're not grateful that first of right. all, you're still amongst the land of the living. Secondly, you still have finances you still have a job and that you're able to say I love you to your family and your friends that's what we should we should be getting out of 2020 if it hasn't shown us anything to be grateful yes every day and count every day as a blessing there's someone somewhere who is not afforded that same opportunity Yes, absolutely. So that is a key to live you versus do just existing. <laughs> the time yeah, is now. Better. Don't you wait better. for tomorrow. Yes. So I know that yes. you have an event coming up. And I'm super excited about that. Can you tell so us about I, that you event? Would imagine while people are watching my journey as I'm building my businesses, a lot of people are asking me questions like, hey, how do you do this? Um, how'd you do this? Or where'd you get this idea from? Or can you help me with this? I get a lot of those in my inbox and I've helped a lot of people, you know, start their business journeys as well. And um, so I just decided that, hey, let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. I, people are asking me all the time. They obviously want to know this is the demand of the people. So the money course came about as I had a vision of showing small business owners who are just starting their businesses or who are in the, who are the brink of, you know, small business or, or just where they're stuck or they, they feel like, how am I going to keep doing this? Because I'm not seeing, you know, any progress. I want to give them some tips and some ideas on how to move forward in their business, how to start up their business. Is your business idea a good business? You know, these are all the important things that you have to think about when mm. it comes to being a business person. You have to make good decisions and you have to make bad decisions because those bad decisions is an experience that you'll learn from and hopefully will help you gain more of knowledge on what you should and should not do. So um, I put the money course together. Um, it's on Eventbrite. You can um, start, you can register um, under the money course. If you put it in and it should pop up and um, I'm going to try and show you guys like how to just create income. That's, you know, you're going to be shocked. 
Um, one person in particular who motivated me is, is my friend Shannon. And she, she told me that, you know what, you just need to do this. You have so many people talking to you about this, do it. And she tells me, she's like, well, what is one of your sayings? If you're good at something, you make people pay for it. And that is one of the keys that is going to be in that course. How many things or how what is something mm. that you're good at that you know that only you can do? You should be getting paid for it. So with that you being said, be. um, Dana may have the best key lime pie there is on earth. People are making key lime pies everywhere, but it's not Dana's. <laughs> you know, so Dana should definitely be getting paid mm. for her pies. So whether it's pies, seafood boils, haircuts, financial businesses, you whatever you do, you should begin paid for it. Make the money. And that's how you start off a good business because you know it's something that you do very well. So the money course is going to teach you all of the aspects of starting a good business and, and how to keep it going, how to create that residual income that is keeping you you know, sleeping good at night because you have money still coming in while you're sleeping, you know, all of that. You're going to learn so much and you're going to leave with so much. I'm confident that Money Course is going to wake a lot of people up and get them started on another income to put into their households. Absolutely. And that's what we need. Uh, We need, I, I know, Actually, I know the the pastor at my church, um, he said something that really woke me up a few years back. He said, you should have multiple strings of income. And I'm just like, wow, that's a word right there. You know, if I never heard one, that's a word. Um, so how do you feel about that multiple strings of income? Everyone wants that. But this how is the thing that, that what your pastor said is absolutely correct. And going back to what we were talking about as far as how 2020 has been, it should show people that having multiple streams of income is now a necessity, is no longer play money. This is money on how you're going to survive in case these businesses shut down, in case the government shuts down, that those other incomes are going to be your way of surviving and how your family is going to eat. So now this is no longer, oh, I'm just doing this because it's a hobby. No, this is how you're going to survive. This is how you're going to survive. It's very, very important to accrue that. And what I must say is this, um, everybody isn't a business owner and I understand that. And you may not want to start um, an LLC or a sole proprietorship. You probably don't want to do that. You just want to make some little extra money on the side. I'm going to show you how to do that as well because everybody doesn't want the you know hassle of running a business and you know and all of the things that come with that. But if you know that you're good at something, you should be getting paid for it. That's what Cash App and Venmo and PayPal is for, honey. Get your coins. I mean, yeah, they. It's so many little cash apps and everything that they got now. And I'm going to show you with the money course how to get your coin. (laughs) Yes, I love it. It's necessary. (laughs) It's it's necessary. Necessary. You know, we have to learn how to just kind of think about money a different you know way what? and you um because i i often get mistaken for oh all you think about is money it's 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 true <laughs> if if money could be my boyfriend <laughs> i would make money my boyfriend but this is the thing it's not that because we clearly know that the bible states for the love of money is the root of all evil it's not that i love money it's i want to make sure that i have enough of it for what I need to do and to help my generation that's coming behind me. And it money should be important to you as well. So don't judge someone because you're like, oh, they're all about money. Because truth be told, without money, where would you be? 
That is true. Yeah. That- and we know that the world operates on that, right? I mean, I mean, it just does. It's a world that is highly rooted on numbers. I mean, Let's- even your own credit score is a number. You go to the doctor, they're looking at what? Your blood pressure. That's a number. Heart rate the number so this world is running on a on a number you said that right Mm. you said that right you took it out so it's not about someone being greedy for money don't knock someone because they want to make sure that you know they're financially secure it's not a good look I've been where I had none I've been where I was homeless and jobless I've been there you know so I can speak on it I don't ever want to go there again so if you think it's me um loving money then that's how you think about it i think it's secure in the bag (laughs) absolutely and you got it okay because right because we can't have a five thousand dollar bag with nothing that's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) let's iterate that (laughs) with listeners um, so definitely people who are listening out there, I, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that you guys are getting the most out of this podcast tonight. Rewind it, play it back, play it in your car, play it while you're in the shower, play it when you go to bed at night so it can sink into your mental when you're dreaming. But it is time for us to grow up when it comes to money management because it basically transcends into life management. Hit the nail on the head. Life management equals money management. Yes. Yes. Mm hmm. So looking back at pre entrepreneur Tamika, what kind of advice would you give um, to her? Don't give up. Keep going. No matter how hard it gets, no matter if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, keep going. Because on the other side of that heartache, on the other side of that not having a job, on the out- other side of not having a place to live is the bright future that you always wanted. amen and it's yours for the taking so that you you speak it that is believe it right whatever you pray for you shall believe that you already have it it may not be with you physically but it's out there in the universe for you to manifest and eventually once you believe and you put the faith the work the the action behind it it'll come to you Yes. Yeah. And people need to hear that, you know, um, there's so many people this year who lost jobs, um, who have quit their own building up of their own brands and businesses. So people really need to hear that. And I want to say before we go, do not be afraid to give up something to get something. A lot of times we let our pride get in the way because we want to look a certain way or we want to have other things because I can tell you this impressing other people never put money in the bank and impressing other people kept you broke so if you have to downsize if you have to give up that car if you have to do something in order to get ahead do not be afraid to do that because sometimes you have to take a few steps back to go forward Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're this welcome. All good, good, good. Uh, so tell us where we can follow you and give us your yeah, Instagram. So, um, I'm on Instagram as Millionaire Mika. So I think as soon as you put the millionaire in the M, I'm like the first person that pops up. And it's Mika with M-E-I-K-A. And then Urban Financial Advisors is urban financial advisors that'll pop up um under the name and every woman is me exactly how i said it mm, yes yes and i can't wait yes. to you revisit the tour hopefully you can have that for uh 2021 or 2022 um because the girl talk events you guys are completely amazing uh, I was a panelist last year. So grateful to be able to be surrounded by other creative women. Um, just talking about like our motivation, 
trials and tribulations, godly faith, visions, um, just everything, you know, from from businesses to relationships. And I think that's so uh, important. And um, it's such an uplifting nonprofit that you have for the community that that's so needed. And um, as women, we 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 do need to continuously uplift each other. I mean, we get we get hit from the left to the right. So every woman is me is incredible. You guys make sure you follow that page as well. Um, excited about this money course, uh, you guys. Please tune in. You will get so much useful information that you can take with you that you can pocket with you um as we mentioned before it's time to start thinking about money management equaling life management so definitely do not stay ignorant let's get all the information that we can um if you loved what you heard on this podcast tonight you're going to be blessed yes, even and, more um, so you can by the money course also um on instagram i answer dms i don't ignore so if you need my help with something credit repair financial advice taxes whatever it may be in that field contact me Yes, yes. Well, my dear, we thank you so much for joining us tonight on the IMM platform. Yes, and thank and you guys for we having have to get me. you back on. Thank you so much. <laughs>